Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jaron Miller, and welcome to the Classic Series Redrive. Check them up. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 13 of The Redrive. Thank you so much for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Myself, Jaron Miller, Mark Hostetler, Kyle Forsyth, and producer Logan Reinhold with you here today. We're right in the middle of uh, Six Horse Hitch Christmas. The busiest time of the year, a lot of shows every weekend, two to three, four uh, shows each uh, weekend. A lot of things going on. People are busy, so we're going to get right to it. A um, lot of show results to bring to you. Uh, first of all, Kyle Forsyth, the Calgary Stampede, kicking off uh, the first show that they had up there in Canada since the start of COVID. So that's exciting to see them uh, showing our friends up there uh, north of the border. What uh, are your Calgary results, results there, Kyle? Yeah, of course, a little bit of different year. Uh, not a lot of people getting across the border. Numbers were down just a tick, but they had a great show up there. Johnson Belgians won the champion six horse hitch. Uh, the Pickering family uh, was second. The Mark Messenger Memorial hitch was third. Wallace Clydesdales fourth and Riverside Clydesdales were fifth. Awesome. Uh, it's definitely good to see uh, that they're showing up north uh, again there. Also, I have uh, Delaware County uh, Fair results. Manchester, the Manchester show. Uh, M&R first place. Yoder Hay Company second place. Zubrods were third. And Hammerbach, uh, Hammersbach was fourth. And uh, those results were the same for two nights in a row. Mark, what do you got? Um, the Champaign County Fair in Illinois. Uh, new um, Classic Series show. Uh, they had four entries this weekend. The Backroads Drafts won that uh, six-horse hitch class. Barry's Belgians were second. Heritage Hill was third. And the Wilcox family, the Great Thunder, Percherons were fourth in that. In Batavia, New York, also this past weekend, Genesee County. Friday, first place was the Oak Hall Farms. Congratulations to Reese there. Brockwood coming in second. HD third, Lorop fourth, and White Mountain, the Hussey entry, coming in fifth. On their Saturday show now, we have Brockwood was first. Congratulations to Sarah, uh, Dale, and Tracy there winning the uh, Saturday section. Oak Hall second, HD third, Morrisville fourth, and Lorop fifth. And there was also a show in Oak Harbor, uh, the Ottawa County Fair in Ohio. Congratulations goes to Jackson Fork Ranch. They won the Friday six. M&R Belgians were second, and the Blue Ribbon Days Percherons were third. The Sunday six, it was Jackson Fork winning it again. M&R Belgians second, and the Oak Haven Belgians were third on the Sunday six. Then move along next weekend coming right up. Uh, what are the coming up shows here, Mark? Uh, we have the Scott County Fair in Jordan, Minnesota coming up. Uh, the Ohio Draft Horse Show, and which unfortunately is not going to be at the Ohio State Fair this year. It'll be at the Mech in Shipshawana. And also the Wisconsin State Fair is going to be kicking off as well. Awesome. Also coming up, uh, got an auction coming up um, August 9th and the 10th is the Wilson Farm uh, promotion, the uh, Pierre uh, Belgian uh, sale. So Wilson Farms is bringing six to seven Percheron Geldings and uh, promotion Belgians from uh, Canada. They're bringing... Um, seven Belgian geldings down to the draft horse marketing capital of the U.S. Topeka Livestock Auction in Topeka, Indiana, August 9th through the 10th. 10th uh, 13 to 14 head of horses being sold. For more information, go on Facebook and uh, follow their Facebook page. page. Click that like, Wilson Farms 
Promotion Belgian Elite Sale is what you want to enter in your search bar. Wilson Farms Promotion Belgian Elite Sale. They'll be selling, uh, like I said, a great, great set of Belgian and Pertron geldings. Work harness, bits, vacuum, show harness, a Hanson hitch wagon, and a horse van, a 53-foot horse van. Um, Monday, the hitching will be 1.30 to 3.30, Monday afternoon, hitching and preview. And then Tuesday, August 10th, Tuesday morning at 8.30, we'll sell the equipment and move right along into the sale of horses. So Wilson Farms bringing an elite group of perch and geldings and uh promotion the uh, pierre um entry there will be bringing seven um great belgian geldings and equipment so mark that on your calendar calendar the wilson farm promotion sale um at topeka livestock auction august 9th through the 10th what else is going on in the world of the classic series mark um we need to remind the people to vote for the people's choice awards the membership awards um, those would include the Sportsmanship Award, the Best Man Driver, the Best Lady Driver, the Best Show Award, and the Best Shot Hitch Award. Um, Kyle, if you want to just elaborate on this a little bit more, because this is like a whole membership thing and not just for the finalists, correct? Yeah, that's kind of what my understanding was when uh, this originally got put into place. It was it was kind of include the whole membership Um a lot of times, I think we spend a lot of time as a as an organization focusing on those top group of hitches that are going to the finals, and and this is a way where we can include the entire membership. So if you're at a show and you see a hitch that shot really nice, it might not be a hitch that's going to necessarily make the finals, but uh, just any hitch, and and this kind of what it's all about, um, just including everybody in the whole membership. So make sure uh, as a member, click in, go to your email, click in, um, and get your votes in for that deal. Also, Mark, they did uh, release the Youth Cart uh, Classic Scholarship. Um, who are our nominees uh, for that deal? Yeah, just on the awards or recipients, there, I should say. Yeah, on the awards there, that the deadline on that is August 2nd. That will close. But yeah, the... Uh, Thanks a lot to the uh, Youth Cart Classic Series Committee and uh, for putting this all together, and congratulations to these 2021 recipients. Uh, Owen Anderson from Pilot Mound, Manitoba, Canada. Lindsey Bueller, Valparaiso, Indiana. Lane Chantler, Egbert, Ontario, Canada. Micah Dawson from Willard, Ohio. Victoria Heatley from Van, Van Cleek Hill, Ontario, Canada. Hannah Holchansky from Kirksville, New York. Ivy Kidd from Vickery, Ohio. Bailey Reamer, Jordan, Minnesota, Chelsea Sauve, Bankley Kill, Ontario, Canada, and also Marisa Supers of Denison, Ohio. Those are your 2021 Youth Scholarship Classic Cart Series recipients. Congratulations to all the recipients. Also, the uh, Central Region Classic Cart members, the uh, Classic Cart points, uh, the the end of the season, the end of the 2021 season will be August 4th, August 4th for yes. the central region. And that will be during the Ohio show at the Mech because the Minnesota entries close on August 7th. So, um, of course, the central finals are located in Minnesota State Fair this year. So that'll still give you time to enter if you do qualify for those central cart finals. 
And also, if you have not yet, make sure you get your tickets for the 2021 North American Six Horse Hitch Classic Series World Finals held at the Mech Center in Shipshawana, Indiana, September 16th, 17th, and 18th. For sure, this event will sell out. Go get your tickets, MichianaEvents.com, especially if you have a group of people. They are doing assigned seating this year. It'll be assigned seating, so if you have a group of people, you guys all want to sit together, make sure you get your tickets, MichianaEvents.com. For the world finals, September 16th, 17th, and 18th. That's right. It's going to be a great show. And we are right in the heart of things, right going right through this point, Chase. It's going to go right down to the wire. On behalf of the board, <clears throat> excuse me, I would like to encourage the shows to get their points submitted. Um, we still have quite a few shows that haven't submitted their points. So these are kind of the unofficial. Uh, updated point standings as we stand today after the fairs on the weekend of uh, what is today? Shoot, I don't even know. July 25th. July 25th. So this is kind of unofficially um, where we are point-wise here on the Clydesdale side of things. Grandview Clydesdales are in first place with 86 points. Uh, High Point, 73. Chesapeake Clydesdales with 49. The South Creek Clydesdales with 46. And the Unhitched Ranch in California uh, with 26 points on the Belgian side of things. Um, once again, these, these are unofficial, but they should be pretty, you know, pretty close with the results we've, uh, been getting on Facebook and so on. Uh, ANC Belgians at 192, uh, the Brockwood Belgians at 182, uh, third place is the MNR Belgians at 159, fourth place, the Burger Barn Belgians at 158, triple star at at fifth place with 132 and the double S Belgians in sixth place with 127. On the Percheron side of things, um, the Young Living Percherons with 319, the Jackson Fork Ranch Percherons with 316, Express Ranch is 292, Yoder Family Hay Company 291, and the Blue Ribbon Days Percherons at 283. Once again, those might be off by a few points. Uh, once again, I encourage shows to uh, get their points submitted so Abby can get this updated uh, because it's going to be a nightmare for her going forward if you know we don't get these points submitted. So shows, it's easy. You click on the link to submit your points, uh, get them submitted, and we'll get them online just as soon as possible because people are checking that daily to see what the point race exactly. is. Exactly, and there's still a lot of shows to go to between now and the deadline. Um, people are hitting it hard, and uh, it's going to come down to just a point or two. I mean, right now we're just a handful handful of points that separate that first place from that fifth and sixth place. So uh, it'll definitely be exciting to see uh, who makes the finals and an exciting run. A lot of good shows and, and a lot of big shows. Uh, Jordan coming up this weekend, of course. Um, looking forward to 23 six-horse hitches there. So another, um, another great show. So we have an exciting uh, podcast and exciting episode this week for you. I hope you enjoy. Uh, once again, we do want to thank uh, Logan Reinhold for doing all the producing, doing all the hard work behind the scenes here. Um, and thanks to for to uh, Reinhold Tack and Western Wear for letting us use their store for our official studio of the Redrive. Go ahead and check out ReinholdWesternWear.com. A great set of uh, clothing, great selection. Also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, Reinhold Western Wear. So enjoy the program. We would like to thank our friends from Equilite. 
Premium equine nutrition, helping your horse reach their maximum genetic potential because good health happens from the inside out. For nutrition questions or dealership information, contact Michelle Everett at 505-269-2571. Once again, 505-269-2571. Equilate. No, we thought it would be kind of fitting uh, this week with Jordan coming up um, and, you know, Dick, the late Dick Ames, um, which he will be the third inductee to the uh, North American Six Horse Hitch Classic Series Hall of Fame. Uh, and we just thought it would be fitting to this week while everybody's uh, driving to Jordan and and uh, just uh, just kind of have an episode about Dick and, and, and talking to um, previous and past drivers and trainers and grooms that have worked. We have Jim uh, Westbrook on right now, and uh, just take us back a little bit, Jim. Uh, what year, I guess, how many years did you work for Dick, and, and, and how did that all come about uh, that you started working for him? I actually um, actually did a little consulting for him when Hank Junkins was there, and um, Hank was having a few issues and not getting them <clears throat> worked out, and, and he actually called me and said, um, Asked me if I'd come up, so I got to know Dick a little bit there, and then we had started showing. Um, I actually won the first, the first uh, big show that they had there at Jordan with the Live Oak Clydesdales. I forget what year it was now. I always think it was uh, earlier than it was. Perhaps it was, I don't know, ninety-five, something like that. We'd have to look it up. But anyway, <clears throat> so I'd known Dick a little bit and um, ran with him a couple couple of evenings to dinner when I was up there with Hank and then um, Hank called and told me he was leaving and um, and asked me if I'd be interested in it and I was in uh, Kentucky and, and a little itchy to go somewhere else. Uh, Perchins looked pretty good after a number of years with slides. You don't need to put that in there I guess I'll be in trouble. Anyway <laughs> uh, 2000, I went, 2000 I went there and uh, I was there till uh I think it was April of uh 2007. It was it was really my dream job. I really enjoyed it except for the long cold winters. They they were not uh not my cup of tea. But um Dick was great to work for and um we got along really well. I sometimes I'd see him quite often and sometimes I might not see him honestly for months. I'd have to actually wonder if I was in the doghouse with him. Mm-hmm. and uh call him, call him up and check he's no i've been busy i i see you out there driving i drive by i see you you're busy you know he's he was great to work for in that regard he always he always wanted to uh give you no he he just tell you he said i just want to make sure you got enough room rope to hang yourself i'm gonna leave you alone <laughs> just let you, leave you out there far <laughs> enough huh? yeah yeah but uh he was he was he was great we did did really well with him well, that was yeah. It's, I'm sure it's always nice to work for somebody that's not always in your back pocket or breathing down your throat and uh, respects your, I guess, your opinions and your method of training and what you're doing. But I actually personally have never got the opportunity to meet Dick, um, but I've never heard anything but positive things about him. Um, seems like everybody he met, he put a smile on their face. And I believe he always had a smile on his face from what I hear. Um, just seems like, seems like a great guy. 
he could get he could get a little serious when it came to business. And I remember one time he pulled in there. It was after the Scott County Fair, and I don't remember what it got. Oh, I do remember now, but I won't talk about it. What had gone on, and and uh, he he just stuck his head in the barn door that that morning. It wasn't long that we were leaving for somewhere. Probably wasn't Indiana, maybe uh, a little show or something. Anyway, he stuck his head in. Jimmy, I need to talk to you. Very unlike him. And went out and got in his truck. And and he looked at me. He started in. And he went on for about five minutes. I said, Dick, I got a lot to do. And you're right. I screwed up. I'll try not to let it happen again. Are we done? He said, Jim. Jimmy. Jimmy, you're no fun. I, I have a big speech prepared for you. Shut up and let me tell you. <laughs> I said, no, I got shit to do. I, I got the point. I screwed up. My fault. And I got out of the truck, went back in the bar, and he was laughing when I walked away. And he told he told people, he said, I was no fun. He wouldn't even, I wouldn't even let him chew my ass. Wouldn't so. even argue with him. Wouldn't, he wouldn't sit no, still long enough. No. So uh, how, how involved was Dick with the Scott County Fair there in Jordan? He was he was pretty much involved with every aspect of it, correct? He really was, and and I don't know. At some point, he was probably on the probably on the fair board. But um, after I was started going around there, and like I said, ninety five, ninety six, perhaps um, he was. He always had a surrogate on there, whether it was Sheila Junkins or. Uh, after Jill started running it, when we went there, uh, she was on the fair board and Dick just kept his fingers in it and, and knew what was going on. He was a big supporter of not only the Scott County fair, but two or three others, uh, locally and around there. He really wanted those kids to have, have good, uh, facilities and, and, uh, wanted to promote the local activities, not just the state fairs. So he, he really was a big supporter of the 4-H and all that. And, and um right to the very end i think and i i don't know currently i i would guess that the butch is still uh you know very generous and and uh make sure they can they can get get done what they need to get done also within reason the last year i was there he was still running the running the tractor working the arena and running the water truck i mean he had just wait for some kids to come out around the end of the barn with the water truck and he would he'd let him have it <laughs> oh my god he was he was hell with that water truck it was like the i think it was the first year jill and i ran it it was hot and dry and he hated dust on those trucks you know and he went down through there in front of that line of trucks that he had parked out along the pavement where everybody saw him when they came into the fairground and uh Dwayne and sandy uh oh shit what the hell's their last thing i haven't seen them forever yeah Jaggers. We're in the we're in the truck taking a nap and had the windows down and he filled that damn cap full of water. They came oh, out no. there like wet mad rats. <laughs> when they found out Dick did it, they didn't say a word. <laughs> they didn't say a word. I I didn't tell him about it for a long time and then I told him and he said, Oh, I suppose I owe them an apology, don't I? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, he loved to run that and, and he just loved to be he just loved to be dirty. You know, he always, you know, he wanted to run that old farm all H dragging that arena and just let that dust roll on him. He could have had a closed tractor, you know, and, and he just, if he was in the water truck, he had the windows down. He just, he just seemed like he just liked to 
be like the rest of us, just working. Always. And a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, Dick has, well, Ames Construction. I mean, people know that he had a very, very large construction company. And Jim, am I correct? It's mostly... It's mostly roads and bridges and and airports and stuff like massive uh, jobs like that, isn't it? That Ames Construction well, it was, does. It wasn't. A, it wasn't always, but then it got to be the first big job he told me once, and I'm sure there were others similar. Uh, what really got him going, got him on the map, and got him ahead was the uh, Denver Airport, and. Um, that really got him going, but they're, they're very diversified. Um, amazingly. So actually now, and, um, uh, have been for some time, but yeah, they started out doing county, county work and, and work for local people and everything else, shopping centers and so forth. And then, uh, and then grew into it. And, and I'm not even, I'm not even current on how many offices they have now. But they have a few, and I know that. Also, huge in the Arabians too. Um, he has a farm in, and uh, he has a farm in uh, Arizona, doesn't he? Or they? He did. Yeah, he had a he had a little farm. Uh, <clears throat> I guess they called a farm in Arizona. I think it was. I'm guessing it was about 12, 10, 12 acres. Uh, that they bought different pieces and put together and had two or three houses on it. And, and they would take the radians down there and, and prepare them and, and show out of there. And as well as the facility in Scottsdale for the big Arabian show down there, but they showed, they showed all over with those, with those Arabians. He really enjoyed it. And the one thing that carried over from the Arabians to the draft horses, I never got him over. If he was driving a cart horse, he was always leaning out over the damn wheel, watching it move like they mm-hmm. do in the Arabian. So mm-hmm. and I said, Dick, the judge will tell you if they're moving good. You just drive the horse. <laughs> well, hell with him. I want to know if he's moving good. He's saying. <laughs> he wants to see it. There's, there's still a few only... people doing that in our industry today. <laughs> so you won, guess, did you I win guess, the, yeah. the Classic Series twice there with Ames? Yeah. Yep. Back to back. That was correct? oh oh one two three or something like that. Oh two or three. I don't remember. It's when it was held in Big E, um, but I don't. Yeah, it was. I don't remember what year it was. Two thousand two and two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are mm-hmm. your some of your? I guess what are some of your favorite memories of showing the Ames hitch or your days at Ames? Places you've been or, or well, shows you've been or whatever. Well, Dick was always, uh, <clears throat> you know, he always wanted us, he always wanted us to do good. But then when we got that real good bunch of Grander Lynn sons and, and they were consistent and we did real well for a couple of years, he'd say, you know, I kind of hate to even go to the show. I said, why is that, Dick? He said, well, everybody's got to hate you. You've been doing too much winning. And then he'd kind of, then he'd kind of look at me and he said, let him hate you. And he'd walk away. <laughs> but he, 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 uh, this time of year, I always think of Dick. I thought of him last week before, before Mark called me. I thought, I thought, here comes Jordan, you know. And Dick, we actually, uh, put that, uh, amateur four in at Jordan for Dick and Ross to compete against each other, Ross Creelman. Okay. That, uh, 
and uh, to compete against each other in a in a public venue. And and so Dick always took it fairly fairly serious, and and so he'd start. He'd start showing up and practicing, you know, week, 10 days ahead. And he was busy. He had to, he had to make it work. And one morning, uh, we always we always had the horses ready for him at 5.30 in the morning. And so he could get on and go do something, and we could get on with what our, we were going to do. So he was sitting there one morning at 5.30. I don't know if they still have them or not. We had four of those bikes that you can walk behind and drive. Had those strung out in front of the, in front of the shavings bin there. And he gets out and he's drinking his coffee and he walks over there where I was at. And he said, where's the horses? Are they ready? And I said, yep, staying right over there waiting on you. You can be two hours late. They won't care. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he thought I was, he thought I was kidding, but I put him in there and, and he had a hell of a time with those bikes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to kind of be steady. And, oh, he was a mad old rooster when he got... <laughs> After about ten minutes, they said, "Jimmy, are you just trying to piss me off, or what? What are you doing?" I said, "When you can drive those, you're ready for the four. Well, long and short of it, he finally got them going straight. A couple of days later, and uh, and the third day, he came back and he said, "If I got to drive them bikes, I'm going to the office." And I said, "No, we got you're doing good. We got the horses ready for you." He won the four that year, and he and going out of the ring, I was riding with him. I said. But you wish you had them bikes in front of you, don't you? He just glared at me. He hated them bikes. All he wanted to do was drive them horses. That's awesome. I don't know how many. I don't think we ever got Roth in the ring. He started having some health trouble. And uh, I don't, if I remember right, Roth tried to cart a couple of times, but I don't think he ever got in there with the, with the four. But that's why the amateur four was started at Jordan. And they they still have that class to this day, yeah. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, I entered. Uh, I entered it this year for one of the young girls that's working for me. Yep. Very nice. So, what kind of what shows are you going to, Jim? Rest of this this show season. What do you got lined up? Well, we're gonna we're gonna pick up Jordan next week, and then we'll be home uh, four or five days and go to. Um, Indianapolis, maybe it's a little longer than that. Then I think we're going to be home for a couple of weeks, and we're looking at going to Syracuse, and then picking up the um, the Clydesdale Shire show that they're starting this year in Shipsawan on the way back. Oh yeah, the new. And uh, then we'll probably. Yeah, I don't remember what they're calling it, so we'll catch that on the way back from Syracuse if things go well. And then um, I think we're just going to lay low until uh, until Lansing. There you go. And then you'll stay up in uh, Wisconsin until after Lansing? Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably, uh, probably, uh, we got 15 head of horses up here with mares, foals, yearlings, saddle horses and everything. I brought all the horses off the farm when I left Florida. So we'll probably one run one load home before, uh, before Lansing and then leave from Lansing and go south. Hopefully beat the snow. Right. Yeah. God forbid you see any of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 
We would like to thank Ship Shawana Harness and Supply in Ship Shawana, Indiana. Mr. Bob Schrock, if you're looking for products for the show ring or at the farm from A to Z, anything you need, horse nutrition, tack, you name it, make sure you check them out, shipshawanaharness.com. Follow them on Facebook or visit their shop in beautiful Ship Shawana, Amish country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. till 12 noon. Call Mr. Bob Schrock, 260-768-7254 for all your draft horse needs. We do have Tim Sparrow on. He is the uh, hitch driver and manager for the Young Living Essential Oil Perchers out of Mona, Utah. And you do spend the summer or big part of the year in Minnesota at uh your wife's parents is that correct it is minnesota yep. yeah 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 most uh we leave the end of may and all like most years especially this year we won't get back till two days before our fall festival and to back to utah which is the end of september so we're we're, we're i'm probably i own a house in utah but i'm probably only there five six months of the year right and with being in Minnesota, that's just way more central and cuts out so much driving. And it's nice for yeah. your kids and your wife to see the grandparents and hang out with family. And you're closer to your family, too. So I'm sure that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it works out pretty good. You know, it does save a lot of a lot of miles uh, on us and the horses. Uh, if I think to my father-in-law's from the farm, it's like 1,350 miles. Um, so, you know, then we're within a day's drive of all the shows we go to in the summer. So it, it works out pretty good. Right. No, that's awesome. No, we're just talking about, uh, you know, with Jordan coming up and, and Dick being, uh, inducted into the, being the third inductee to the North American six horse Hitch classic series hall of fame. Uh, and with actually Jordan coming up nominated by Tim and Brittany Sparrow, actually. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Great nomination. Um, you know, Dick, a great supporter of the classic series, great supporter of the draft horse and the Percham breed. You know, um, he passed away in 2000, uh, January, 2019, he was 89 years old, but, uh, you, how long did you work for Dick, Tim? I was right about 12 and a half years. I started, uh, uh, it was the first of October, 2004 and I left Ames, uh, February of 2017. So. So you put quite a, good a while. Run. Yeah, you work quite a while for him. What, uh, you know, what? How was how was Dick to work for, or what? Uh, what are some of your highlights, or some of the things that stick out to you the most while you were at Ames? Well, there's a few things I I don't know. I probably better not leave off the podcast, but uh, uh he he just honestly he was kind of like a, you know, like almost like your grandpa. He'd come over and shoot the breeze with you and. You know, he, he knew we worked hard for him, and he appreciated that, and uh, he enjoyed his horses when he could make it to the shows. You, you know, he's a busy guy. I mean, right up um, till the end, even with his age, you know, he was traveling all over the country, and he had, you know, the construction company was still involved in, and the Arabs, you know, they showed all over, and but it was always a I would have him at the shows because oh, he he just was a lot of fun. He'd always always have some some wise cracks or you know. It could be just one of like one of the guys, pretty much, even though it was his name on the on the company and on, on the hitch. So uh, I don't know. There was, you know, like I said, it was almost like having another grandpa, right? So coming up, uh, so I would assume all the years you've worked there, uh, 
would safe to say Scott County Fair there, Jordan, would be like maybe one of your favorites there? It is now. When I worked there, it wasn't so much. The, the, like once the fair was over, you know, we could take a deep breath and the summer was a lot different. Just just prepping and getting ready for the fair, you know, making sure everything was, was you know, the way what he expected and we want our, uh, you know, our, the exhibitors to come and enjoy the show and everything set up and them well taken care of you know you just would uh you know it could be could be a lot but it was a lot of fun and uh you know now i enjoy going and showing there uh you know i haven't missed a when there's been a scott county fair i've missed it since 2004 so uh you know i've been going there quite a while Mm -hmm. yeah here they got uh well 23 sixes and a bunch of eights going too so Nice show, big show. Hopefully the weather will cooperate because it's known to be kind of a little on the warm side at Jordan normally. Yeah, everybody thinks of Minnesota being cold, but it. Uh, I think it's gonna be. It'll be a little warm this year, but I. Uh, I'll. I guess it's nothing we haven't handled before, so. Uh, it can get a little warm. You can show in the warm, but it's a little hard to show in the in the rain. Uh, being an outside ring, so hopefully the rain holds yep. off. Hey, Tim, uh, so as Dick being like a grandfather figure, is he the one that taught you to wear the tight pants, or where did that come from? Uh, you know, who <laughs> who invited the pilgrim on here? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. He, You know, one, one thing that always uh, – the one thing that I'll always associate with Dick is uh, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. And, and, you know, sometimes I use that with my wife quite often. Well, not quite often, but, you know, you got to use that sparingly. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, <laughs> you think to yourself, well, do I really want to ask for permission or ah, I'll go with Dick's model. We'll just beg for forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, just remember that, Logan, when you get married. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. <laughs> Smiling. Uh, but, uh, what are your, some of your you know, favorite horse memories, Tim, from, from the Ames days and some of the accomplishments and, and stuff. Uh, I know you, you got to drive when Jackie and Travis were having a baby. Uh, I believe it was, was it Marshall or was it Matthew? Matthew, I guess. Uh, Matthew, the youngest. Yeah. You got to drive, drive one year at Loveland and Denver and uh, the six and eight and everything. And uh, just tell us some of the, the highlight moments for, from your horse days with Ames. Well, you know, it was always like, I think they started showing in like 93. So I'm like, I was eight years old and, you know, he always aims construction or whatever, you know, they were, you know, a big name and stuff. And, you know, you get the job there and I'm kind of thinking, gosh, I'm 18 year old kid. Wow. I get to work for Ames, Ames construction. And, uh, you know, right from the get go, I worked for, started out working for Jim and learned a lot. And, you know, we probably the thing I would say, I, I, probably would be the most proud of there and, and it was i was a small part of it a lot you know for the most part but i think we we won the classic series twice while i was there and i think we reserved five or six times in in the time tenure there and um you know to to qualify especially now is is just is a challenge in itself but then to have the hitch whenever it was the time of year or the you know the finals were there sometimes it was in denver sometimes it was oklahoma city or in lansing um you know, to have the hitch, 
to qualify and then, you know, to compete for the, you know, the top two spots. Um, you know, I, I always thought that was a pretty big accomplishment and always took pride in that. And, you know, we, you know, we just, I always, always thought that was pretty, pretty special, I guess. Not, not to, to brag or anything, but I just thought it was sometimes it's being lucky that your horses stayed healthy or, you know, this or that at the finals. It, it's sometimes it takes a little bit of luck and to do well. And sometimes it's, you know, it, preparation, you know, helps you get a little lucky once in a while too. So. And talk about preparation but, and gunning. You're gunning for your uh, second world champion this year. That's the goal, the end goal. Because you oh, won, oh, you yeah, won. Always the goal. You won you know, back um, in, uh, was it, no, it was 19. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, 2019. So be two years ago. But, uh, um, yeah, that's that's the goal. I mean, the, the competition just to get to the finals right now is, is pretty pretty tough. And, um you know, just just to qualify, and and I think right now I we have 320 points or so, but uh, I think there's six hitches within 20 points of us or something, or maybe even closer than that. So it's it's you know you you need to make sure you make uh, every hook count. You don't you have a bad day that can that can uh, keep you from from qualifying. So. Yeah, twenty points is not a lot of points when you're talking about first to sixth sixth place right now. That's yeah. just crazy. But yeah, gas is on the right, and you got to keep gunning every hook, like you said, and, and uh, make it count every single time for sure. But last well, year, Ross, he puts all his gas on the left. That's what he tells me anyway for the drive off. Shoot, but. All right, Tim. Sounds good. Appreciate uh, you coming on and talking to us, and uh, we'll let you get back to to your friends and your family. Good luck at Scott but, County. There. Yeah, good luck at Jordan. I uh, hope everything goes well, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks for being on with us. All right. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Thank you guys. If you're looking for high-quality, custom patent leather show harness, look no further than Shanahan Harness, located in Huntsville, Ohio, with over 50 years of harness-making experience. Call Dan Shanahan, 937-686-5202. Once again, Shanahan Harness, 937-686-5202, or visit them online at shanahanharness.com. Randy's got a little. He's got a little hole cut in the fence from his house right into the Scott County Fairgrounds. That's right. Yep. Free admission. Yep. Free admission. Got a path to drive through and everything. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No, but hey, we got uh, Randy Reamer on. Thanks for taking the time and coming on. And and uh, what uh, we're just going to jump right into it. What uh, you and your family? Where do you where do you call home? You call home Jordan, Minnesota, correct? Yep. Sure do. Okay, very good. And you worked for Ames for how long? Started in 1999. Worked at the Bertrand Farm for Dick for 18 years and then transferred to the construction company where I now drive dump truck. Okay. All right. Very good. How did uh let's let's just go way back. Um, you know, everybody knew, knew knows you and knew your your late brother Rick. 
Um, how did you guys get into the draft horses? Where did you get started? Actually, we were raised with Belgians. My mom and dad raised Belgians, and we had dairy cows in Chilton, Wisconsin. So it started with Belgians. And then from there, my first outside job, I guess, would be I went out of high school. I went to one year of college and then went to Colorado to work with Hank Junkins at Argonaut Shire Farm out there in Glenwood Springs. And then after that, I went up to Three Lakes, Wisconsin, to Soder Farms for a while, and then went back home for a while and showed my own Belgians and showed some shires for a guy in Minnesota when I was there and worked in a factory in town for a while. And then in 99, Hank called me, wanted to know if I'd be interested in coming to work for him. And then shortly after that, he decided to move on and do something different. And then Jim came along, worked for him. And Dick, through the whole thing, has always been a super great guy from the day I met him. Mm-hmm. could always tell when Dick was driving by, it didn't matter what time of day it was, he'd always honk the horn. The neighbors probably hated him. It didn't matter if it was 5 o'clock in the morning or 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Whenever he drove by our house, he'd honk the horn. <laughs> I actually never got, when I said this earlier in the show, I never got the opportunity to meet Dick, but never heard nothing but just nice, great things about him. Always had a smile on his face. And, and, uh, so what are, um, what are some of your highlights working for AIM or AIMS or what sticks out to you the most? You won a couple, um, world champions or North American world champions while you were there. What's, uh, what are some of the highlights while at AIMS? Oh, I guess there were a lot of highlights, you know, but to be a highlight, Dick, he'd just pop in the barn, you know, like I said, he was always just cheer himself. How's everybody doing? And you say, how are you, Dick? And his famous line was, I'd be better if I was younger, he always used to say. <laughs> but I'd have to say some of the highlights would, oh, I don't know, at the World Pertron Congress when we won the Get a Sire, what? Three Gildings, that was a pretty cool thing right there, I thought. One of the highlights of my stint here. That would have been Grander Lens, were they? Yeah, Grander Lens, yep. Three Grander Lens Gildings. That's pretty cool. And like you said, winning the North American Championship, that was pretty cool too. But that was probably one of the highlights there. Winning that get a sire with three Gildings, that was pretty cool. You would have been a part of what four classic series championships? Yeah, probably. With, yeah, with Travis and oh, and with Jim both. with yeah. Jim and Travis both. Yeah, four worlds. Yeah, that's pretty. You cool. were the glue of that whole deal, man. Yeah. Tell you what, tell you what, Randy to the rescue right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> and you said you still work for Ames Construction yeah. now, correct? I drive a uh, dump truck frames construction and even till the end you know when dick would always come to the construction shop or something he'd walk in and treat himself how's everybody doing you know and either have something to harass somebody about mm-hmm. you know, he's had a good joke what are some of your memories and recollections of the scott county fair in jordan it's coming up next week what are some of your highlights and memories of that 
Um, they call it the five best days of summer. And we always used to call it the two worst weeks of summer because all the setup and prep work <laughs> and teardown involved in it. But uh, there's been a lot of highlights from the Skakone. There's been a lot of good hitches there in the days, you know, and coming in. Looks like we're going to have a whale of a show this year for us competition wise. Yeah, it sounds sounds like there's a bunch of sounds like there's a bunch of hitches coming for sure. Yeah, should be a good show. And you see, you guys always said that it's the worst. You know what you say? The worst two weeks of summer. But I don't think it, yeah. you know we had just talked about that earlier too. I don't know how many people people don't really realize how much work actually goes into putting on a show. Um, but definitely, after you have a part of it, you appreciate everything everybody does putting shows on for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. You go to a show and you, you know what it takes. So you appreciate all the work that goes into it that other people do too. You know, and you have your own. You got you build a barn and you have your own horses now, correct? You got your daughter. Uh, your daughter Bailey. Have, Bailey does quite a bit of showing as well. Yeah, we have uh, one saddle horse barn and then. One per round, and then we have bred blue roans that we board and Bailey trains for a guy here locally. Very good, very good. But no, hey, uh, thanks for being on with us. We appreciate you taking the time and sharing some stories with us. And uh, we'll let you get back to your Sunday afternoon. I'll, I'm going to be making a call to Scott County Fair to fix that hole in the fence, so you don't they get, get their all extra the privileges. They get their yeah. extra ten bucks a day. <laughs> oh shoot thanks for coming on randy thanks randy thanks randy yeah. we appreciate it thanks for having me yep you bet plan ahead for the young living fall festival and draft horse show at the young living lavender farm and distillery in mona utah september 24th through the 26th this beloved tradition for both locals and visitors is a family-friendly way to settle into the fall season not only do these three days offer non-stop fun like jousting pony rides two exclusive concerts and two prca rodeos but as you tour the farm you'll also get an insider's look at the seed to seal quality commitment that sets Young Living apart and guarantees the premium essential oil Young Living is known for. The festival celebrated Draft Horse Show will host 18 of the top pitches from around the country driven by expert teamsters. These gentle giants will demand your attention with power and pure majesty. There's so much to do and see at the Fall Festival and Draft Horse Show, so come explore, discover, and make some memories with your family. What's going on your, uh, uh, up your way today, Travis? Taking the Sunday off. Is it warm in Jordan too? No, it is warm up here. No, we were actually well. Uh, Jackie and I were. We did chores this morning, and we kind of spent the afternoon at the fairgrounds, marking stalls and getting stalls ready for the fair. Yeah, and you and I mean, obviously making a list for last minute things we need to do. There you go, <clears throat> and you and Jackie are obviously you pretty much put the show on um and we know dick has had a big hand in and 
you know, for years. And with that show, putting that show on, um, is Butch still involved quite a bit with the fair there? Yes, he is. Yep. Yep. He's, he's pretty involved. Um, he was out there actually first thing yesterday morning, checking and see how things were going and what we, uh, what we needed and how he could help. So yeah, he's not quite as involved. Uh, Dick was on the fair board. Um, which is not on the fair board, but he still is uh, willing to help. Very good. And then a lot of people don't, a lot of people go to shows and, and once they're there, they kind of know what goes on. But, um, as a, I guess a coordinator or a show committee, um, a lot of people don't know how much work actually goes into putting on a show. What, you know, what you said you guys were doing tagging stalls and, and getting stalls ready. What all kind of goes into, do you guys do all the entries as well? You and Jackie have to do that or does the fair handle that? Um, Jackie does actually does all that. Um, she does all the book work for the draft horse show there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, most of the time it's, uh, my crew and myself, we usually uh, get the ground, the horse barns and whatever the draft horses use, we get all that prepped. So we've been out there off and on for the last three weeks, getting stalls set, getting the arenas, um, getting the weeds out of the arenas and, just getting all the grounds ready around the horse barns. Um, I guess over the years, Dick always took it upon himself that we would take care of it. And we always did. And, uh, so the fair board still believes that the Ames will just take care of it. So we, <laughs> we carry on the tradition of, sure. uh, continuing to do all the work out there for, uh, for the draft for a show. It well, gives that, you a, yeah. uh, when you go to a show after that, you, I think everybody should have to run their own show sometime because, you respect everybody so much more on what it takes um, to run a show. It's there's a lot of little things that nobody thinks about. And, uh, you know, I'm always so grateful when we go to a show and um, people are doing a nice job and it, I understand how much work it is. Sure. And I've, I've gotten to be a part of, you know, just a very small part of a few shows. And, and when you see all the work that goes into it, it definitely, uh, um, you definitely have a lot bigger appreciation for uh for how hard people work and their their sponsorships and everything they do uh take us back to uh, i guess i guess 2007 you said um you started working how how does that transition uh tell us a little bit about when you started working for ames well <clears throat> i actually worked for uh worked for jim a couple of years before um i had you know it's kind of uh one of the one of his hired hands at the time. So I worked there for a couple of years before, and then I left um, for two years. And then that's when the opportunity came up and um, I was hired on to be the driver and manager. And it was pretty easy transition um, in the fact that Randy and Tim were both here. And, uh, you know, we all, the program was already set up. I already knew, Jim's program. So things didn't really change a lot. Um, at the time it was, uh, it was pretty easy transfer over. Um, Jim left me with a nice group of horses and kind of, you know, came out doing good right away. So, um, Mm -hmm. we were very lucky to do that. You won the, (coughs) the finals that first year you were driving, correct? Uh, no, the second year. Oh, okay. Um, so it won. Two th- okay. First year I was uh, reserved to Craig, Cape Cod, and then the next year we won. 
so with you being there before and and hadn't worked and having worked with you had a great crew and and randy and tim and you guys just kind of carried on um but yeah you're and then you've won the world what is it twice with ames so far um the, uh, the classic series yeah yeah the yeah, classic I've series been yeah. lucky enough to win mm-hmm. yeah. ironically your lead team was probably named dick and travis too weren't they uh, the first one, yeah, my first lead team here um, was Dick and Travis. Yeah, <laughs> that was and, their names uh, when you when you got there, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I was never sure if my wife was cussing the horse or cussing me some days. <laughs> I heard you cuss those two a lot, but they carried you to the winner oh, a lot of times. Yeah, I did. I did. Those two were. They weren't easy to drive. They were uh, pretty uh, hard mouthed, and but they were sharp, and uh, they were very good. Lots of presence um, and chargy. Yeah, they were. They were a good team. I know this was way before you came around there at Ames, but how long did Dick have Pertrin horses, or how far back? Do you know any of this? I'm sure you do, but what, what years did Dick buy his first horses and how did that come about? Do you know? So when, obviously, so when Dick was a kid, he remembers farming with his grandfather and he talks about, um, uh, helping cultivate corn and there was a pair of gray horses there and, uh, you know, he loved them. And then, you know, as life went on, he went off and started working construction. And then he, uh, him and his wife show Arabians. Um, and so they've had Arabians for, I think they started showing Arabians in the early 70s. And uh, or even before that, maybe, yeah, right around the early 70s. And then um, in the early 90s, um, Ames construction was growing and getting bigger and more successful. And, uh, in the, about, I think it was about 91 or 92, he went down to Waverly, Iowa with his dad and, um, they went down there and Miller container, um, was selling out and Dick bought a bunch of the horses and he bought equipment and wagons. And, um, and this is a story he always said, if I'm not sure if that's who he actually bought, but he bought a group of gray horses. And then, um, Richard Ike from Wisconsin came to work for him the first year. And then Hank Junkins came for the next seven years, I believe it was, or eight. And then that's when Jim came on. And then, then I came on. But uh, he had a passion for the Percherons. Um, he always liked the Grays, um, but he also enjoyed winning too. Mm-hmm. He, was, uh, he was a great guy to work for. I mean, they're not very many owners that um, are have the horse knowledge and uh, understand the horses. I always thought he was, I could go in the ring and he, I could have a good drive and he, he'd tell me, and if I had a bad drive or something happened, he'd tell me. And, you know, he was, he had a good sense of showing horses. And on that end of it, it was just nice to have a boss that understood what happens in the show ring doesn't necessarily mean what a reflection on your work. Right. And it, and, and having a, having a boss that understands the horse and, and with him having 
Arabians as well, being big in the Arabian business and, and showing Arabians. And he knew what it, how hard a work you guys put into getting into the show ring and appreciating um, everything you guys did. And, you know, he was, he showed himself uh, both, you know, Bertrands and the Arabians quite a bit. Yes, he did. Yeah. But, um, and like you said, he always liked the gray horse and he's always had gray horses and, and we know how tough this competition's been here the last, well, it's always been good, always been tough, but, and, but it's hard, got harder and harder. You know, let's talk years down the road here, just a few years ago here, it got harder and harder to find gray horses for you and, uh, maybe kind of explain a little bit your transition from, from the gray horse to the black horse, why you did it and, um, and yeah, how that step was. Well, um, you know, Dick, uh, he, like I said, he always loved his gray horses. And even when Westbrook was uh, managing here, he was trying to get Jim to, or Dick to switch over to blacks and he wouldn't do it. And, uh, then over the last couple of years, you know, it was just getting so hard to find enough competitive gray horses. And Dick and I had talked about it quite a few times. And, um, one day we had a meeting and, breakfast and I showed him the registration numbers and showed him how few gray horses were actually registered out there and how, how many blacks there were. And once he actually seen the real numbers, he was, he was kind of taken by surprise. He, you know, he just thought I wasn't trying hard enough to find them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're just not out there. At the time there was uh, seven registered three-year-old geldings and we already owned three of them. So wow, then they just there wasn't the horses out there. So at that meeting, and that was about four years ago, um, he said, "Well, I want you to try for a couple. I want you to keep trying. We're just going to try for a little bit longer, and if we can't get this, you know, to turn around in the next couple of years, we'll, we'll switch." Well, we didn't make it to the next couple of years. Dick passed, and uh, when then when Butch took over, and uh, there was a discussion, and Dick says, "We are not going to switch." right away he says we're we're going to go for a couple of years with the grays and uh if we can't find it find them and we can't be competitive he says then then we'll talk about switching and it wasn't even a year and uh, the opportunity came up um to purchase some horses from shining star and we thought it was such a great opportunity to uh, get a group that was already put together and uh we'd have a great foundation so at that point um, Butch went ahead and said, well, if we're going to do this, let's just go ahead and do it. So it's, uh, you know, it's, he's shown great support. Um, you know, I tell you how great a, a boss Dick is, but Butch is just as good. Um, he's been super supportive and, uh, even the rest of the brothers, um, in the construction company and, you know, they've always been supportive, but even Dick's been gone. They're, uh, showing that they are very supportive of the horses and they want to continue. That's exciting that that second generation is excited about it and, and want to carry on because we definitely need that in this industry for sure. What, uh, so talk, talk a little bit, a bit about, uh, the Scott County fair coming up, Jordan, what are your numbers this year? And, uh, I guess, what are you looking forward to? Well, um, this year we're, we're having a really good, really good turnout. Uh, we got 23 sixes entered. Um, we got 21 eights entered on Sunday. Um, 
that would be awesome to see that many eights. Uh, Dick, his favorite class was the uh, always was the eight horse hitch class. But we'll see by Sunday. Hopefully, uh, they are forecasting cooler weather, and uh, hopefully, all those eights hook. Usually, you know, <laughs> the fair is so busy for us. Um, you know, we're only a couple miles from the fairgrounds, so we're we're lucky enough if people want to come see the farm, we can give them a tour of the farm and uh, it's uh, it's the hospitality, uh, you know, that's always fun to be able to see the exhibitors and be able to treat exhibitors how we would all like to be treated at shows. But I say the highlight of our show for me is, is the eight horse hitch class. Um, it's a nice big ring to drive in. We usually have a very nice crowd on Sunday and it's kind of the, the last day. So it's just, the pressure's kind of off. Usually whatever problems are going to happen are done and over with. And uh, it's just nice to be done with another year. That would be amazing to see at least 28 horse hitches in that ring next Sunday. That'd be awesome. But uh, yes, would. Uh, just before we let you go, so I know you you guys with the hitch have done some promotion stuff for the company over the years and but what has been the highlight for you at Ames Construction either it be a show you went to uh winning a championship or maybe so somewhere you went with the hitch for the company um what's a highlight or what stands out in your mind uh over the years working for Dick and working for Ames Construction You know there's actually been quite a few um, opportunities, you know, we showing the hitch is always, you know, what, what our question is, um, Jackie and I are, we work at it, you know, probably too much, you know, you're, you go in the house at the end of the day and it's all you talk about all, you know, all evening is getting ready for the next show or what we need to change or what we need to fix. But, uh, you know, being able to go out and represent a company that um, does such amazing things. I mean, they're building bridges, highways, just stuff that is just mind-blowing. So I take great pride in being able to be part of that company and be the ambassadors for the company. Mm-hmm. We um, we do put a, a little calendar together and we've gone off and done some photo shoots and the logistics of the photo shoots are always kind of difficult, but what usually once we do them, um, they're pretty neat. We've gone out... Um, west on some of their big jobs we've gone into a big gold mine out in colorado we've done some um, big openings on jobs such as uh, roads and big pipelines and so it's kind of neat to go out and do some of that stuff um they don't ask us to do that very often so i don't mind it um i mean if we do a couple couple deals a year that's about it so it's not like we have a, a full-time exhibition hitch or parade hitch that we have to do those things with but it's just it's nice to be able to represent a such a great company with um strong values i'm sure it's cool too to go out there and see the how massive these construction sites are that they work on i've seen your calendar and seen your pictures and um if you get the hitches out there you know you got big horses but you put them up beside some of that equipment it's pretty cool to see Yeah, we've uh, we've gotten up to some equipment that makes our uh, our horses look like they're ponies. I mean, dump trucks that are as long as the eight horse hitch and you know two stories tall. So it is pretty cool when you get to do stuff like that. Right. Awesome. Well, Travis, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday and 
coming on here with us and i uh, hope everything goes well uh jordan at scott county fair for you and jackie and the whole crew and hope everything runs smooth and and i hope you can enjoy yourself and uh have a good time but thank you so much for being on with us we appreciate it thank you very much for having me absolutely thanks, thanks travis. travis yep have a good night We would like to thank Ship Shawana Harness and Supply in Ship Shawana, Indiana, Mr. Bob Schrock. If you're looking for products for the show ring or at the farm from A to Z, anything you need, horse nutrition, tack, you name it, make sure you check them out, shipshawanaharness.com, follow them on Facebook, or visit their shop in beautiful Ship Shawana, Amish country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. till 12 noon. Call Mr. Bob Schrock, 260 768 7254 for all your draft horse needs. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you drop by a Reinhold Tack and Western Wear mailbag, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Once again, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Any questions or feedback you might have, we would love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and we'll see you down the road.